Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, for where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So I lost a little bit of sleep this weekend. And um, I'm going to watch, especially the boys, to make sure they don't fall asleep during the sermon. So I brought my, my tool if they start to fall asleep. But I'm not really going to peg y'all, don't worry. As I was preparing for this morning... Really, most of the week, I have sat in my office complaining about uh, the scripture because my initial uh, reaction in reading it was, didn't I preach on this last week? Because there were just a lot of similarities, and, and it makes sense because this is a continuation of Jesus talking to his disciples as he was last week where he was talking or he was in a crowd and then he shared a parable and then the parable was for the whole crowd and then he turned to his disciples and got a little more uh, serious and a little deeper with his conversation. And so this is a continuation of that conversation here. So it makes sense why we kind of see some similarities from last week. We see some similarities in terms of treasures in heaven and, and not storing up so much treasure around here, but knowing that the treasure that is here, it is not as great as the treasure that God has for us. And so, I'll be honest, like I said, I, I moaned and just was so irritated that I didn't read this ahead of time to say, hey, we shouldn't do this, but that's okay. But as I continued to read, I kind of was hitting the face a little bit. Don't you love when that happens, when you read and you're like, oh man, I really missed a bunch. And so I, you know, continue to sit in my office and realize that there's a lot to be said right here. Because J Jesus is laying out this idea of knowing that our treasure is, is it is the heavenly treasures, right? That is going to be so much more important. What we can do to further God's kingdom 
than the things and possessions that we store up here. And that's not to say that Jesus is telling us to to give up everything that we own and to only, you know, have things that uh, go along with uh, ministry and, and go along with furthering his kingdom. But it is saying, you know, make sure that we are thinking about our lives and making sure that we are not neglecting the opportunities that we have to serve God and to be the people of God's kingdom. But then he keeps talking. Jesus does to his disciples. And he he talks about being dressed for action. So when I hear verse 35, one of the movies that really kind of came to my mind first was the movie Black Panther. All right, so for those of you who may not have seen uh, that movie, it's one of the many superhero movies that are out. And Black Panther is the king of Wakanda, and he has this suit that, you know, helps him avoid bullets, all the superhero things, right? But his suit does something a little different from most of the others that I find very interesting. So he has an incredibly brilliant sister that has created this suit to take all of the force that uh, that suit kind of has, right, through bullets, punches, you know, whatever force it kind of takes in, and then it takes that kinetic energy and it pushes all that kinetic energy out, and so you see this force that just goes out, you know, when people are dogpiling him and he needs a little extra strength. It's using all of the power that others had created stored it up, and then pushed that energy out in a different way. So I would say, you know, when he puts his suit on, he's dressed for action. He's ready to go. But the more and more I thought about it, when we're asked and called to dress for action, to have our lamps, to be ready, I realize that right in this moment, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking to us about being ready for the moments in which he calls us, knowing that we, in all actuality, will never know or understand the timing in those moments. Now, that's a little uh, hard to take in because if, if you're someone like, like me, I kind of, you know, want to have an idea of what, what's going to happen going forward. I kind of want an idea of what I'm going to have to get into in the near future. But, you know, God calls in mysterious and wonderful ways each and every one of us. But how are we ready for those moments where God does say, hey, you're up, your turn, like, let's go? We're ready because we have gone through this faith journey and we are all on faith journeys that look completely different 
We are all on different spots within, as uh, Mr. Mark Olis shared with us last night at the parent um, service. We're a different part in our journey. We're on a different part of this marathon that is life, that is our, our faith marathon. And so our faith and relationship and understanding of God from person to person will always look different. But we do acknowledge that we are all on a faith journey no matter where we are, even if you are still just inches away from the starting line. And one of the ways in which we're able to progress through that journey is that we experience God's love and God's presence and God's grace in so many different ways, whether that be through community, whether that be through God talking to us through the heavens in some miraculous way, maybe through a dream, through something coming on the radio or the TV. You just never know how God is going to speak to you and how God is going to continue to reveal himself to you. But we do know that we continue to be filled up by that love, that hope, and that grace. And then we get the, you know, the, the knock, knock, knock. Hey, you're up. And we're ready. Because of the same exact reason that this superhero has this energy that, that goes out. So that is the real reason I brought my kickball today. My wife has no idea that I'm doing a science lesson, so let's hope I get it right before the 11 o'clock so that she doesn't tell me I completely mess, uh, messed it up. But we talked about kinetic energy, right? So we're on this journey, and we continue to be filled up by the love of Christ in so many different ways. And, and our journey goes in different directions, but it continues to progress. And then all of a sudden, God knocks on the door. God calls us and, and asks for us to do something to further his kingdom. Well, so when I drop this ball, what happens? It bounces up. It has gone on this journey to the ground, and the force has continued to build, and all of a sudden, now it is time for the force to let itself out. And then there is movement. Now, if I were to take one of our students and throw said kickball, dodgeball at them, they would probably move a little bit on impact because of that same force where, you know, the ground doesn't. It's a little bit stronger than I am. But that force, it, it moves. God's love, when we're called, has filled us up just like that force. And then in those moments in which God has called us, those moments in which God has told us to be ready, we are. And that love of Christ then releases 
from us to affect all of those around us. So realistically, you know, God's love is producing kinetic energy in each and every one of us. And the best part is, right? You ready? So, and again, and again, and again, and again. That kinetic energy, while eventually it does stop for the ball, it keeps bouncing. You keep being ready for the next and the next time, and the next time. And see, we continue to see and have this perfect example of how Christ showed his love and how Christ uh, poured out his love for his disciples before he left this world. You know, Jesus came around a table similar to what we're going to do here in a couple of minutes. And in those moments, Jesus poured himself out for those disciples. No matter who they were, knowing that some of them would deny him, knowing that some of them would betray him, but also knowing that some of them would go on to share his ministry and his love to those that they encountered. And knowing that he would not be walking next to them in those moments. Because his time was running short. His time on earth uh, had come to an end. And a lot of those disciples went and did some incredible ministry and if they hadn't gone out and taken that love that, that Christ showed them in those moments, the way in which Christ poured out to them, we might not be sitting here today. And so my hope and my prayer, oh, let's not kick that somewhere, sorry, or trip. My hope and my prayer is that we continue to feel and know that God has loved us and continues to fill us up with his love. And the moments in which God then comes knocking and calling for us that we, that we are dressed for action, that we are ready to go, to go and to let that love spread to let that love continue to go out so that others may be filled up and others may go further on their faith journey just as we continue to learn and to grow in our own.